Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Up first, as you heard in the bulletin there, Australia is to ban recreational vaping in one of the biggest crackdowns on the tobacco industry. The government aims to ban all disposable vapes, which can often come in fruity flavours, ban the import of non-prescription vapes and limit nicotine levels, aiming for the sale of vapes to be confined to helping smokers quit only. Take a listen to Australia's Health Minister, Mark Butler. Vaping was sold to governments and to communities all around the world as a therapeutic product to help long-term smokers quit. It was not sold as a recreational product, and in particular, not one for our kids. But that is what it's become. This is a product deliberately targeted at our kids, being sold alongside lollies and chocolate bars. Just like they did with smoking, let's be very clear about this. Big Tobacco has taken another addictive product, wrapped it in shiny packaging, added sweet flavours, to create a new generation of nicotine addicts. And it is interesting, isn't it? I didn't even know until delving into this for our discussion today that there is nicotine in vapes. I thought they were literally a fruity flavour and that maybe we didn't really know the full effects of what was going on, but we knew it was better than a cigarette. And I think that's how a lot of people feel. And I do think Mark Butler has a point there about the way it's packaged, the way it's it's marketed, and that's what they are looking to crack down on. So do let us know your thoughts. Get in touch. You can WhatsApp us for free 87 106 or email lunchtimelive at newstalk.com. Let's go to the phones. Neve is on the line in Dublin. Neve, you're in your early 20s. So what's your experience? with vaping? Um, for my experience of vaping was that I had gotten one on a night out and then it kind of had turned into a habit of having it during the day, having it in between lectures and now I've, although I may have social smoked with cigarettes, I have, I've now developed a habit of buying a packet of cigarettes and having them during the day. So I was definitely of the opinion a few years ago that I wouldn't smoke, maybe one social smoke, um, but it never intrigued me. Um, it only intrigued me after vaping. And we do always hear about this this gateway idea that if you try one thing, it will lead to another. But it certainly did create a, a need in you. But did you consider the vaping to be relatively harmless when you took that first drag? Um, well, from what you were saying earlier that you didn't really know that there was nicotine in it, I knew that there was some levels of nicotine and I knew it was, from my opinion, I thought it was maybe less harmful than smoking. But because of the fruity flavours, you do end up having the perception that this is way better than having any form of smokes. But there's so many people my age that are having a vape a day, which is the equivalent to having a pack of smokes a day. And I don't think a lot of people realise that. Yeah, I don't know what the exact levels are, but there are certainly um, ingredients that they say are not helpful for our lungs in the long term. Um, E-cigarettes are not risk free. I was looking up some of the the websites earlier. We don't yet know, said one cancer research site, the long term effects. So people who have never smoked shouldn't use them. But, you know, there are nicotine in some of them, which is physically addictive. But as with Mm -hmm. smoking, we know it's not just that physical pull. It's that habit you create. Um, And as you said, it's sort of in between lectures or, you know, while you're at the bus stop and it just starts to permeate into your life. Yeah, I I think for me, I wouldn't say I was addicted, but I have habits. So it would be after a lecture, 
where we'll go for a smoke break with a vape and um and even then when you're walking somewhere it's so easy to pull out the vape and smoke and like vape something as when you're smoking you kind of have to stand still and light light it but I know for so many young people that they're in their bedrooms vaping away while they're watching Netflix when you wouldn't smoke indoors or so um yeah it's, it creates bad habits now, you said it led to smoking cigarettes. So, I mean, I'm not trying to demonise you here because we all have free will, but we have all the messaging out there about how bad cigarettes are for us. And yet sometimes we just get tempted and we just want to try something and then all of a sudden they're they're part of our lives. So what does that say really, even when we have all the information, sometimes we just go for it? Yeah, um, for me, it's the I had created the habit with vaping for a break in the day, or I would do it before I entered college. So I then the flavoring of it wasn't giving me the same buzz, the nicotine high. So then I would have a cigarette in my mouth, and I was like, "Oh, this is really nice." So then I was like, "Oh, I'll buy a packet of smokes," and then I was doing it. I was keeping on the habit with smoking. So I, although I know all of the health implications, I it's the habit I want to keep up. And I've tried I've tried to keep the habit up with doing something alternatively, but it just doesn't feel the same as having a vape or a smoke. So that's my issue, even though I know the repercussions of it. Yeah, fair enough, Neve. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Um, Carmel H says, how wise of Australia. And just to give you some of the figures, I mean, vaping amongst Irish teenagers has increased from 23% in 2014 to 39% in 2019. And remember, that's pre-pandemic, so who knows what went on between then and now. According to research carried out in secondary schools by the Irish Tobacco Free Research Institute, And it is named as one of the top issues in secondary school because students will go to the bathroom, they might vape on the premises. And because there isn't that proper cigarette smoke smell, that sometimes it can it can pass off. So it is down as one of the top disciplinary issues in secondary schools at the minute. So it is it is happening. Let's talk to Lamo. Lamo is on the line in Wicklow. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. Thank you for coming on. Issue, yeah, at the moment, especially. I'm a university student as well, and you see, um, like we have two-hour lectures. At that ten-minute break in between lectures, more than half the class leaves to go have their, you know, their vape break or their smoke break, and it's basically the same thing. You see it at every single university bus stop. It's like, and these are people like from first years to fourth years, everyone, or even when you see secondary school students walking around the place, everybody is vaping, and there are vape cartridges strewn along the place everywhere. And you find them in bushes, you find them in footpaths, they're being chucked into bins, which is also extremely dangerous as well because of the batteries containing them. Like, this is both a a huge health crisis, but it's also an environmental crisis at the same time because they have these lithium-ion batteries inside of them. These are batteries that are extremely dangerous both to dispose of but also to, like, transport as well. So it's a huge issue. So do we need it to be taken out of our hands? Because there's just something about smoking or vaping which just gets this adult label so therefore it's considered to be cool and young people start to 
to do it. And I know I'm making myself sound very uncool by saying that. But I, I'm fascinated when you're younger, you just want to be older. And then when you get older, all you want to do is be younger. But that that's life. And, and vaping has kind of really caught on. So do we need something like Australia has done? Do we need the powers that be to just yeah, literally no, remove it? I agree, yeah. No, I absolutely think Australia is completely right to ban it, both from the environmental and health perspective. Um, it's a massive issue because um, this is something that children and teenagers and young adults cannot just like, it's not just about feeling older because with this product, it's it's specifically targeted at young people. So it's not just about making you feel older. Like this is stuff where like, it's like iced raspberry flavor. It's like, you know, like watermelon lemon flavor, literally, literally lemonade flavors. These are things that are very much specifically targeted at people who have like sweet tooth or, you know, who like candy or sweets. And you'll often see them at the front of the till of a cash register, you know, beside all of the chocolate bar, beside all of the mints and stuff. So mm-hmm. it is something that is very much like candy. And like the flavors are all like candy, like sour apple flavor. And like if you're walking around campus, you'll see something like, oh, what flavor do you have today? I have, you know, candy lemon. What, what do you have? Oh, I've got like peach something. It is. So it's not just a feeling of adultness. It's like people regard it as a sweet treat. People don't like and some people don't know how much nicotine is actually in them. And it's actually quite a high amount as well. <laughs> Yeah, and look, we heard from Neve there, the, the earlier caller. She went in thinking this was something that was relatively harmless. Then the habit formed and then the cigarette came in. So, you know, it is leading to a smoking habit. But for others, it is a way to stop smoking. Um, and it's sort mm-hmm. of the gateway to getting rid of, of smoking altogether. So do we need to leave an element of, of free will and just put the education out there for people? I mean, everyone's already aware of how bad smoking is. Everyone is already aware of how bad vaping is. But actually, I can tell you that the most common joke around young people at the moment is that half of us will all be dead by the age of 30 from vaping. Like, that is actually one of the most common jokes you hear every single day. Because we all know that people, our friends are getting pneumonia, they're coughing, they're having, like, like chest pains and lung pains. And we all know it's directly related to vaping. But they're all so addicted to both the flavors and the nicotine. And like the habit of using, it's like a triple combo because you have people like get get addicted to crisp chocolate bars, whatever. People get addicted to cigarettes, whatever. People get addicted to the habit or the social aspect. But this combines all of those together and it really locks them in. Yeah, I I haven't heard that before, that young people are experiencing chest pains and, you know, getting more respiratory illness. You can let us know if that's something you've experienced. Lamo, stay on the line there. Uh, We got to some of the texts. I hope Ireland follows Australia, says one vaping is as vile and addictive as smoking. Vaping is often taking indoor spaces where smoking wouldn't be allowed, says another. The school buses are destroyed with them with no intervention from drivers or schools. It's not good for kids with asthma to expose to be exposed to it in an enclosed space. And another says, I only social spoke myself, but after vaping, I barely smoke cigarettes now. I will, however, spend evenings sitting on the couch vaping and spend more money than I ever have spent on cigarettes, on vapes, I would be happy to see them banned from shops. So that's very interesting. Uh, Tom Gleeson is on the line from New Nicotine Alliance Ireland. Tom, you're very welcome. How are you, Claire? I'm good, but this move by Australia to ban recreational vaping has you rolling your eyes. Yeah. Uh, in 2021, Australia restricted vaping, nicotine-containing vapes to prescription-only matter. They never authorised the sale of vapes, and they wound up with a huge grey market. They're now determined, oh, we'll ban that, 
And they even wrote specifically, we also ban disposable vapes. I don't know how you ban something that's already banned, but look, nothing ever stopped a politician from denying he'd made a mistake and doubling down. But is there, is there, even from our last couple of callers, is there kind of an element of a wolf in sheep's clothing here with vaping? That the messaging has been that this is an alternative to cigarettes. This is better for your health. It's fruity flavours. It's fine. And, and we need to change that discussion so that people, if they choose to do it, they're doing it with the right information first. Sorry, change that, that message is factually correct. Why would we change it? Should we lie to people? Because we don't like the look of it. Is that what you're suggesting? No, but I'm suggesting while there are benefits to vaping instead of smoking, there are still health issues with vaping alone. There are still ingredients that are harmful. Yes, I looked it up before I came on. The e-cigarette aerosols that users breathe from the device uh, can cause harmful and potentially harmful substances, including nicotine, ultrafine particles that can be inhaled deep into the lungs with flavourings such as diacetyl, a chemical no, linked to serious lung disease. Okay, well now you need to recheck all your information because diacetyl is specifically banned from use in vapes. Has been for quite a long time, 2016 I think here in the EU. Specifically banned. A lot of this information is either old or very, very biased with an agenda. I Look, banning anything is not regulating it. It is abdicating regulation. That's what Australia have decided to do. Now, they haven't done it yet. Remember, this is only the first stage of a long process, so it might never happen. And do you think we know enough, Tom, about the effect of of vaping? Will this be something like cigarettes were heralded as fantastic at the start and, you know, now we know better? No, that's myth. They were never heralded as fantastic. Yes, we we know enough about vaping compared to smoking. And that's the important thing. While combustible cigarettes remain available, the safer, less risky alternative must be more available. It must be more attractive and more affordable. The important thing is to eliminate smoking. And oh, I just don't understand why we would need vaping. I mean, you're saying it's bias on the side of, of not vaping, but what's on the side of vaping? Why do we need that there? Well, has any country anywhere achieved its smoke-free target of 5% smoking prevalence? Well, we're only at its infancy. I mean, Australia have said they no. are not willing to go to where New Zealand are with a complete ban on smoking. But I, I think we need to keep an eye on, on New Zealand it's, and where they're it's, at. It's weird, isn't it? Australia are willing to ban the safer option, but not willing to ban the combustible option. New Zealand seems to have a little bit more sense. Um, just as it happens, Sweden will probably this year reach 5% smoking prevalence. It'll be the first country in the world to do so. However, they will have a nicotine use of about 20%. And that's through vapes? Actually, it's through a product called Snoops. It's a smokeless tobacco product. The point is, you are not going to get rid of smoking until you offer an alternative to smoking. That's how things go into oblivion. Who uses a film camera? 
they didn't get rid of it by banning it. They got rid of it by digital cameras. Who used the landline? Nobody banned them, but hey, we all have a phone up to our ear sitting in the car park in the middle of the day. All right, Tom. Well, thanks for doing that for us. Do stay on the line. Um, Some more of your texts coming in. So if we're going to ban vapes, says one, then alcohol too and everything else that is dangerous to idiots. They should be restricted to adults. Then they can make their own decisions as adults. Yeah, but I I think as we see with alcohol, often that just doesn't happen. Um, But a full ban, is that the answer? Tom doesn't think so. Um, I thinks as another there's no such thing as a social smoker you either smoke or you don't I'm a social smoker is a lie people tell themselves to feel better about it well Mark is on the line in Dundalk Mark you're welcome to Lunchtime Live here on News Talk do you think this banning of recreational vaping is a good idea? I do I don't like vaping Um, I find this even when you're in shopping centres or coffee shops you have people sitting around you vaping. It's like they're sneakily doing it. And, and the smell of it, like, I don't think we know enough information about what's in them. I don't think people know enough about what's actually in them. I think the smell of them is disgusting. I'm not kidding at it myself. Um, and I, I mean, I know we're all breathing in each other's recycled air anyway, but you're just a bit more conscious of it with a vape, aren't you? Of course, and like you see people even in their own cars, which uh, obviously you can do what you want in your car, and you see this big cloud of smoke coming out or a cloud of steam or whatever it is. Like it to me, it's not normal, you know. And I don't think people should have to breathe in what's you know just because somebody else wants to vape or they want to vape in a shopping centre or they want to vape in a restaurant. Um, I personally don't think it's acceptable. Uh, I I know from experience when I was in the UK, I was at a concert and it's banned from concerts in stadiums you know kind of way this is outdoor stadiums so I just don't think we know enough about it is where I'm coming from And is it a crutch though for people to give up smoking I mean, do we need to allow that to be there because of the presence of cigarettes Yeah I think it's, it's, it's good in that sense if it gets people off cigarettes but I think what's happening out there with the young people now is like you see kids at 14, 15, 16 years of age going around vaping like they never smoked you know, and you go into the local shopping centre with us at Tesco and on the downstairs on the way in, there's a big vape store, you know, kind of way. And it's, it's all bright colours. It's nice lights. You know, it's the pipes are all different colours and funky, you know, and I think that's the way it's attracting people. Yeah. And make it look like it's, it's, it's good fun, you know, kind of way. And it's not good fun. People don't know what's in them. Yeah, well, it is certainly cool. I do agree with you on on that score. And you do hear of the younger generation now being a lot more aware of their health, that underage drinking is down and, you know, people are far more engaged in their own health and well-being than they ever would have been generations before. So whereas they might not smoke, they're under the impression that that vaping is is fine. Yeah, and it seems to be that it's acceptable for people to vape. but we, I don't think I still don't think we we have enough research on it. They're only about a couple of years. There is nicotine in them, you know, that kind of way. So I just don't think there's enough information out there for people to make a, an informed decision, you know. All right, and Mark. Listen to, to your other callers, like going from vaping to cigarettes. Surely that's the wrong way around. Yeah, and that certainly is happening. And, you know, I thought it was very interesting what one of the callers said, that people would sort of sit in front of the telly and be constantly vaping, whereas... Even now with the smoking ban, we do tend to go outside a lot more. So you really have to think, I'm going for a cigarette, get the cigarettes, the lighter, stand outside. It's a bigger decision making process than just lifting the vape constantly. 
Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. And we've been talking about how Australia is to ban recreational vaping and one of the biggest crackdowns on the tobacco industry. They're trying to make it so that it's on prescription only. So people who go to their doctor and seek medical help to give up smoking will be allowed to get a box of vapes on prescription and in a very much pharmaceutical type packaging rather than some of the cool and funky packaging we are seeing now. And we'll go to the phone. Sally is on the line in Clare. Sally, why did you get in touch with Lunchtime Live? Um, hello, Claire. Yes, I got in touch because I'm actually really concerned about the preteen group. Um, the, from about the ages of 10, 11, 12, a lot of those, a, a big percentage of those kids have, have access to uh, vaping, particularly the disposable type vapes. Again, packaged very nicely in all these kind of candy type uh, containers. And I'm wondering what it is we can do that will stop those kids having that available to them. Now, where I live, I know I have a boy living with me and he's 12 and he's able to, been able to get vapes for at least the last two years, either through older teenagers on school premises, mind you, even primary school. And I know what's going on in one of the secondary schools. Uh, and he's able to walk into a shop uh, where there's a sign up that says uh, only to be sold to under 18 or to over 18. He's 12. And I even went into the man that owned the shop and advised him that this boy was only 12 and he still sold him uh, the disposable vapes, even though he knew. And do you think it comes down, Sally, to the idea that we all have that vapes are, are fairly harmless. They're just a, a fruity flavoured smoke and it's, it's, it's okay. Well, my boy here tells me he gets the buzz off it. So there's something in it. Who knows what kind of chemicals are in it? The point that I'm making is, regardless, I don't know what the makeup of them is. I don't know the chemical makeup of the, of the vapes. But I will say one thing. If nothing else, it's habit forming. And that in itself cannot be good. For children as young as 10, 11, 12, not a, their brains are not developed enough to be able to handle um, this type of, you know, they get in the habit of this, you know, puffing on something. Well, that's just going to lead to wanting to smoke or they'll have to have something. It's a habit that they get used to. Um, so regardless of, of what's in it, that I, and I don't know that, but I'm sure it's not great because my boy here tells me that he gets a buzz off it and that's why he wants to do it. Yeah, and that's what we heard from our first caller, Neve, that that's how she started and it was the habit that formed and then that buzz wasn't enough. She had one cigarette a night out and now she has a a smoking habit. And the research from the Irish Tobacco Free Research Institute says the average age of young people starting to vape is between 13 and 15. Um, And even that in itself, you're, you're right, the kind of accessories of young people at the minute kind of seem to be the electric scooter and the vape. So what is the answer then, do you think, Sally? Do do we need that ban? Do we need to make it more difficult to be able to get access? Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, For starters, those products should not be sold in the same shops where children can go in and buy sweets and sugary drinks and whatever else. I mean, it's bad enough that we're bat- we have the sugar battle going on. 
But to have that alongside it, that, that should not be allowed. I don't know if that's something we should discuss with consumer, the consumer um, agency or not. But it's happening. I've, in my own local town, there is a shop where the sweets are sold and that's the attraction in for the kids. And then on the other side of the counter are the vapes. Yeah. And the people running it are not necessarily always people of integrity. And Sally, I, I know there will be people listening and, and you didn't say whether you're this child's parent or, or perhaps guardian, but people will say, what about parental uh, responsibility here? So when you find that he has bought them or he has been smoking them, do you come down like a, a ton of bricks or how do you navigate that? Well, I talked to him about it. Um, I'm his guardian, but um, I... I I constantly talking to to him about you know the dangers of it and the stuff that's in it and he's looking up stuff himself online and telling me, you know how much nicotine is in it and so on and so forth and I'm the whole time trying to give the message that this his brain is not developed enough for to be able to cope with this and that it 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 will lead to addiction very quickly because he's so young, and also that it's not good for his lungs, but you know you're talking to a twelve year old with lots of other issues so. Um, with regard to the parental thing, it's absolutely impossible as a parent or a guardian to police them not getting their hands on it. When when they can get it, he could get it in fifth class in school through somebody that was in his class who had an older sibling who could get it from probably older kids. Or he himself has been able to walk into a shop and buy it. Yeah, I mean, there's something there's something seriously wrong when 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 children that young, even you know, because they're going to get away from you, you can't keep them under surveillance twenty four seven, or even when they're up and about. Never mind the twenty four seven during the day when they're up and about. Yeah, you know, they want they want to go and meet a friend, maybe go to the cinema, or you know, maybe go for a bit to eat, or go for some little activity. They'll find a way if they want a way. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Sally. I have a 12 year old at home myself and, you know, not that there's not boundaries or, or discipline in place, but we're getting to a stage where talking to them is going to be the way forward and, and, and allowing them to make some of the decisions themselves when we're not there all of the time is the kind of realm that we're we're moving into. And I'm not saying free reign and neither are you, but availability is something that certainly needs to be looked at. Sally, thanks very much for coming on. We'd like to hear from fellow parents and guardians how they are navigating it. And the texts are flying in. One says, my child is in secondary school. The toilets are full of it at breaks with kids vaping. Other kids can't use the bathroom. School is aware of it, but does nothing about it. Therefore, they're condoning it, basically. Some students even eat their lunch in the toilets. Oh, God, when I think about my time in, in school and the, the toilets there it's not somewhere you'd want to eat your sandwich Dex says I used to think that vaping was a great way for people to give up cigarettes but now my three non-smoking children are addicted to nicotine same with majority of the rugby team I help out with it's just a, a lack of messaging here about you know the effects of smoking anything. Uh, my husband gave up smoking after 45 years of it. He now vapes non-stop. It's almost like a child's pacifier. He needs one permanently. I think his lungs sound worse now than when he was on cigarettes, but it's like talking to the wall. I'm all for prescription only vaping. I will say, though, it sounds like your husband would be down to the doctor for that prescription. And 
it does seem like a positive step away, particularly when you look at the ingredients in cigarettes and now with vapes. But it's a different kind of habit, isn't it? It's a constant sort of thing. And I do always remember my mum saying about my dad giving up smoking that he got addicted then to chewing gum. It's not where vaping is, but you do tend to replace one addiction with the other. What about passive vaping, says another? Are there people in the room with the vapours being affected? Well, I did look up that. um, And again, it doesn't feel like we have enough research out there. But secondary smoke from vape is not considered to be as dangerous as the secondary smoke from cigarettes. That's what I did manage to find. We will go to the phones and we have Mary on the line in Waterford. Mary, is this something you'd like to see in Ireland, a ban on recreational vaping? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I'm surprised that parents don't look at the ingredients before they let the children uh, smoke these cigarettes. I mean, we're talking about whether or not they do include nicotine and in which case they can also include much higher levels of nicotine than normal cigarettes. And also you're inhaling every puff not like a cigarette where a lot of people, especially children, will like, hold it and maybe not even inhale it properly. Amongst the ingredients that you have is propylene, which is an antifreeze, cadmium, cadmium which, which uh, uh, affects the kidneys, benzene, which you, we all know what that is, acrolein, which is a used as a chemical in refrigerators. Um, there's also um, diethylene, which is an antifreeze, again, nickel, tin and lead acetaldehyde, formadine, there's one that turns in, which has been banned in the EU, which turns into an oxide, which is also causes, the buttery taste causes um, a, long, a long scarring. Yes, and we did discuss that with Tom earlier, that that was then banned. But you do sense that we mm. we don't know enough about it. But even when we knew about cigarettes and smoking and what was in them and all the warnings around the packaging, people still bought them, including young people. I was one of them myself. Well, one it- thing I'd like to point out is that we have basically made all flowers and poll- pollinating extinct. Now, herbs and fly- flowers actually have a healing effect on the lungs. And this is a kind of like Helen of Troy horse coming in to tell children that I can't remember when there used to be bees and natural smells, that this is a good thing, which they might have a small remembrance of the scent that would usually be good for you. So it looks like throw all the sweets. You don't see apples and beans and... and yeah, OK. Mary, you're breaking up a little bit there. So we, we leave it there. But, you know, I think the point is that vaping is not a natural substance and therefore not the best thing for us to be doing. Can we not have the same rules around vapes as we have for smoking, says a texter, as in not in indoor working areas, not in kids' play parks and not to be allowed in flavours that would tempt children to them? They should be treated as a tool to stop smoking, not a new trendy thing to get into. But look, there's adults who like the taste and, you know, the flavours as well. And and this is what you come down to. Is it free will? But is there enough education out there as to what's in them and what happens? We've Eamon on the line. Eamon, you own vape shops both north and south of the border. So are you here to kind of defend yourself or are you seeing yourself as as, as the wolf in sheep's clothing I've been talking about? <laughs> Hi. Uh, look, to be honest, I've been listening to the whole show there and everybody is so misinformed of what exactly is an electronic cigarette. I'm at this moment thinking of Seamus, who's driving down the road in his transit van, he's going to do a bit of plumbing somewhere or whatever, and he's got teenage kids who are vaping, right? So uh, a lot of people have 
all, all what I've heard this morning here is a lot of people who have been very, very misinformed. Uh, electronic cigarettes have been out since 2009. Uh, so they've been out for a long time. We hear about it, but don't know what's in them, etc. Okay, well, every electronic cigarette that comes into Ireland has an ECID. That ECID has, ha, means that that particular e-cigarette has been tested. Okay, that every, everything in the e-cigarette has been tested and it's, it's fit for human consumption. Okay, now, people, all, all electronic cigarettes can, in Ireland can only hold two milliliters of liquid. So the average disposable cigarette, there's 600 pups on average in it, okay? Now, the people who are selling to kids shouldn't be. There's a law that should be, that has been sitting in government for years that hasn't been implemented. Now, we're talking about kids vaping, etc. here. Well, why isn't the government implementing the law that the shops who are selling to under-18s are not allowed to do so. Yeah, I agree with it, you, Eamon. And look, thank you for coming on and being a sort of a voice of, of reason there. We are running out of time. But, you know, I think Eamon's right. It's it's a, it's a top-down mentality and the education seems to be missing for people. And, you know, Eamon says people are misinformed, but that's because the information is not readily available to people. And even if you go online, you're going to find diametrically opposed opinions on it. But we do have fairly strict rules around ingredients in Europe. That is a positive thing. But that said, opinions uh, change over time. A texter says underage teens are also having sex. This doesn't mean we should ban sex for adults. Well, I'm hoping that having sex does not have long term implications for your health. But that depends, I suppose. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.